When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To talk all things league, if you've got any league questions you want asked, please text us in double eight, double three. And we have on the line Stephen Gallagher from sportsfreak.co.nz. Stephen, good evening to you, my friend. Oh, good evening, Dean. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Look, it's a King's birthday Monday. It didn't roll off the tongue as quickly as it is now, but I've said it a few times, so it's starting to sound a bit better. All you have to think of, mate, it's just another Monarch Monday. That's all you need to know. Oh, that's just another Monarch Monday. There's a parody. Oh, you, uh, Stephen, yeah, it's a standing no, pal. Great start. Great start, mate. Um, okay, let's get into the league, my friend. Um, of course, uh, on the weekend, we'll start with the homegrown, of course, the Warriors. They really showed up against the Dolphins, 30 points to eight. Um, I'm not saying a defining win, but really was a good victory over a similar place team. Well, uh, especially after last week um, against the Broncos, who were you know missing a lot of Origin stars, the mm. Warriors were full strength and they couldn't get the job done. Um, that obviously lit a rocket under them. I'm sure Andrew Webster had a lot of uh, choice words for them this week to sort of get them back to Mount Smart and and, and working hard. And um, yeah, they they never looked um, in doubt. Um, they worked really really hard in that first first half. They really wore. Uh, the Dolphins down, and that sort of showed as they sort of um, put the put the foot on the on the throttle at the end of the second half and just really blew away. And that that scoreline is a, a fair um, reflection of how that game turned out too. Yeah, I certainly was. Look, there are a number of standout performances. Of course, let's start with the obvious, Sean Johnson. What has happened to him this season that he's suddenly looking like the old Sean Johnson? Oh, I think it's a combination of things. I think um, a new coach is obviously a really, really good thing for him. And obviously he's got a little bit of chemistry with uh, when Andrew Webster was with the club um, previously as well. Mm. Um, I think there's a lot of uh, good experience in key positions. Um, the Fords are doing their job, which yep. means it's not all on Sean Johnson to do a Hail Mary fifth tackle, run the <laughs> length of the field and do three uh, chip kicks to, you know, over defenders to score and win. But um, he just needs to be doing what he needs to be doing. And that's because everyone else is able to do their jobs too. We've um, got a really good platform up front. The Warriors this year. Um, Adam Fanua Blake's um, one of the best props in the game at the mm. moment. Um, obviously, having Mitch Barnett back last week helped as well. And um, the likes of uh, Neil Corday and Harris um, being more consistent this year and getting on the field a little bit more also helps him as well. So everything's really working out for Sean Johnson. I just think he looks a little bit more relaxed. I think um, Webster might have had a word with him in the off-season, just said, look, you, you control what you need to control, mm. and um, and that's all you need to do. You know, Don't do too much. And I think he's been guilty in the past of doing too much, um, and we've seen that You know, when, when we've been frustrated watching Sean Johnson not do everything but also trying to do everything at the same time. Yeah, you're absolutely right. He's playing like he's certainly playing like he was previously. But other players in that side, as you mentioned, the front rowers, you know, Adam Fanua, Blake, uh, Mitch Barnett, been awesome. But at the back as well, Chance Nickel Klockstadt and uh, Dylan Watini Zalesniak have been fantastic. Yeah, I really enjoy what um, Chance brings to this Warriors squad. I think he's. He's very much the fullback they need. Um, you, you know, if you if you put someone there like Tedesco or you put a Dylan Edwards or a Caelan Ponga there, I think you don't get 
uh, as good of a, a, a backline as you do with someone like Chance, who just really fits that mould of that Warriors mm. gameplay. And seeing Dallin Martini Zelezniak just really flourish on the wing, um, I think he, he sort of knows his role in the team, and he's sort of got, you know, he's the elder statesman, really. He's been around for a long time. He's captained the Kiwis in the past as well. So he's just ticking his boxes and making sure he's doing what he needs to do too. And, you know, that, that intercept on the weekend, I don't know, if he tried to do that another 99 <laughs> times, I think he would have dropped it. So it was a one-off, and it was fantastic to see too. Oh, it surely was. And then on the flip side, you look at the Dolphins, and it, it, it looked to me like you know Cody Nicarima certainly had some extra spark in his game too. Yeah, the last two performances he's been um, at fullback uh, under Wayne Bennett at the Redcliffe Dolphins have been pretty sensational. He's, he was definitely um, you know the one trying to do everything for mm. for the Dolphins on the weekend. He was trying to get everything going, and there's a couple of times there where he was almost close to making a line break or, or getting away with something, or mm. you know the play would break down. But he was looking fantastic, and I think you know having that added element of being back in New Zealand playing some footy as well for him, despite being part of the Redcliffe Dolphins. Um, yeah, it's great to see him playing well too. And also, what effect does it have with the NRL, with the huge crowds the Warriors are getting at these games too? It's fantastic. Yeah, well, I think that's about the third or fourth sellout they've had this year at Mount Smart, mm. and one of those was that treacherous condition on Sunday um, against the, the the Roosters about oh, six yeah. weeks ago. Gosh. So testament to the Warriors fans for turning up at... Uh, Mount Smart Stadium and getting there and getting in droves as well and I think when you're a player and you, you sort of hear the rumble of the fans as you're running out and the, and everything like that and you know with obviously there's been um, some uh, calls in the media around uh, the referees and so a bit of a hometown advantage really helps when the when the Warriors are under the pump and the fans are screaming down the house as well. Absolutely but, but that also brings to mind we've been talking about it tonight as well you know they took that home game to uh, Napier why do they do this is it because they're the New Zealand Warriors or was it for the cyclone relief or was there a genuine reason for it or because to me they should just play all their games at Mount Smart yeah I agree with you they should play all their their games at Mount Smart Stadium but I think that would also um, be a good reflection if they changed their name back to the Auckland Warriors as well I think um, they're just doing their due they're doing their due diligence by calling themselves New Zealand Warriors and playing a couple of games elsewhere. So, you know, being being in the um, at, in the cake in round one was pretty cool to see as well, even though there's only about 18,000 fans there. But, um, look, I think they play their best footy when they're at Mount Smart Stadium, and I think they should just be, be there playing all their games there, absolutely. Yeah, totally agree. I don't know why they're called New Zealand Warriors. should be Auckland Warriors or Penrose Warriors or something. It shouldn't be the New Zealand Warriors. I completely agree with you on that one too, uh, Stephen. Look, plenty of other games in the NRL over the weekend too. We'll start at the beginning, the West Tigers versus the Raiders. The Raiders got home. It was a close one. And to be fair, they literally just got home. Yeah, well, I'd, um, I was almost ready to turn, turn the tally off until the sin bin happened, and then it was 18-all, then it was 19-18, and I'm thinking, geez, they've just done the most remarkable Houdini act here, the Tigers, but um, unfortunately a penalty against Isaiah Papali'i with uh, only a couple of minutes to go meant that the, the Raiders snuck home, and I think um, that's testament to both sides because the Raiders have been playing fantastic recently, and the Tigers, despite not getting the win, are still playing really good football at the moment as well. Yeah, they don't look like uh, the wooden spooners at the moment the way they're going, do they? No, not at all, and I think um, it is disappointing. I'm sure um, Ben's happy in, in the background hearing that my dragons are sitting at the bottom of uh, the barrel as well. So <laughs> tough, tough for them, but um, yeah, that was a really good game of footy on, on this kickoff this weekend. Yeah, well, look, you mentioned your dragons, so let's go there. Look, this game was a hell of a lot closer than what everyone thought. Panthers 26, Dragons 18. What could have been, Stephen? 
Yeah, yeah, obviously it's disappointing, you know, I said when we kicked a penalty after three minutes, I said we just got to defend the lead here, you know, mm. park the bus as they would in football terms, yeah, but yeah. Um, obviously that's not going to happen with uh, 76 minutes of football left to go, but um, well, they played really well, um, obviously they've, they've been like that for the last eight, you know, six weeks, we've been playing really, really good games, but we just haven't got that sort of spark to get over the line and win those games, and when you play a team like Penrith, you need everything to go your way, and the Dragons just let them down in a couple of executions um, last night and again another another close loss I think um, when, when you have so many close losses I think you'd rather lose by 40 than you know lose by <laughs> five with you know five to go as well it's pretty tough to swallow and I'm sure you know they're just as frustrated knowing that they are training the house down they're tra- training really well the players are fit their players are ready but they're just not being able to get those results and sitting at the bottom of the table obviously shows too with um, you know the coach being sacked a couple of weeks ago yeah absolutely and look you mentioned teams losing by you know 40 50 points not not too long ago the Cowboys got hugely spanked and then yesterday they turn up the storm 45 20 I know, and you think that's the first time in almost 20 years that the Storm have had 40 points put against them, and that's sort of a pretty remarkable feat within itself, Mm. especially when you consider that, you know, as you said, it wasn't that long ago that the Tigers put 60 on the the Cowboys, and no one really knows what's going on with them this year. They've been up and down more than a yo-yo, so I think (laughs) it's been pretty hard for them to to get any traction, but like, I don't think anybody would have predicted that scoreline on the weekend, and it was pretty impressive to watch just the Cowboys really get everything together, and I think the Storm just, uh, you know, yeah, they only had to be a fraction off, and, and they just couldn't put anything together, and they were just struggling. They scored some really good individual tries, but it looked like they were really struggling as a team to play together. Yeah, the good news about those results is is, is guaranteed Ballyak's going to go off on one, and it's great footage when he does that. Oh, yeah, I think, you know, you'd, you'd pay, um, you know, for a subscription to watch those games just to see a, a, a Bellamy box, you know, just have him on the corner of the screen just blurting, the, um, uh, you know, every time they drop the ball, every time they conceded a try, yeah. I think, you know, that, that's, a, that's a pretty good marketing idea if, you do, if I do say so myself. It's well, well worth it. Look, another team that's been in big trouble lately is the, the, the much-hyped Roosters. They got there against the Bulldogs 25-24, but, boy, it was an ugly win. Yeah, it was an ugly win, and um, you know they're being played up in the central coast. Probably didn't help their chances, but um, they played really well in the first half in patches. And even though they sort of had to come from behind after the Bulldogs pulled away from a pretty early start, mm. and um, that was a pretty fair reflection of how that game went. I think they did deserve to win. Um, you know, it's it's tough on the Bulldogs, who have much like the the Dragons have had a couple of really close losses this year, but they're a really good side. I don't think they'll take. Um, um, anything awful away from that game. You know, one point um, was a difference and that was a fair reflection of that result. But I think the Roosters are just a little bit more desperate. They needed it a bit more. And, you know, if they want to play final footy this year, they need to get those games and, and win those close ones and just, you know, find a little bit of um, steel in their, in their DNA and find out what they're really about. Absolutely. James Tedesco gets a hat-trick. Um, did, he, did he silence the critics? Was he been under a bit of, bit of pressure lately? Oh, look, there's no critics. I mean, he's the Australian captain. He's a New South Wales captain. He's mm. a, a brilliant player. And when your team's not playing to its best of its ability, of course, you're going to cop some heat. But um, like, he's fantastic. I think even in his quiet games, he's better than 60% of the NRL. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I'm a Tedesco fan. And I think, you know, him scoring a hat-trick was just another day at the office for him. Yeah, look, I, I completely agree. I think he's yeah he's a wonderful player. And yeah, everyone has their off moments. But what is that, that saying? Um, form is temporary, class is permanent. Um, Sharks versus Broncos. This did not help my tipping competition at all, Stephen. Uh, Broncos winning 20-12 to 12 in that one. 
Yeah, they uh, look. I thought there was um, uh, the Sharks were really in a good position to win that game, and they had about uh, five minutes before half time where they conceded a couple of tries, and they never really were able to peel it back. And uh, I think they were one of those teams that you know they they tried really hard, but they just couldn't get things going. Um, that Broncos side, obviously, uh, coming back from from Napier with their baby Broncos with a win would have just boosted their confidence within the squad as well, and a few of their Origin boys coming back from a win on Wednesday as well would have helped them out. Um, so they would have been happy. They look really good. Um, it, was a, it was a pretty tough game. Um, I think uh, it could have been a little bit closer. I think there's a couple of times where the Sharks were very, very close to scoring and couldn't, but um, yeah, fair reflection on the scoreline there, and I think um, this Broncos side are really showing you know, that they are a, a top four, top two contender this season. Well, look, another top four, top top two side, the Rabbitohs, uh, got home against the Titans in another high-scoring game, 46-28. Rabbitohs, are they... Are they are they favourites for this this competition? Oh, I think so. I um, obviously without um, a couple of uh, players through to through to injury as well, the trial Mitchell missing um, didn't really help their their cause. But uh, they show that they can get the job done with you know with or without these players turning up. Obviously, mm. Campbell Graham was there as well. Alex Johnson scored another hat trick, and he's closing in on the Ken Irvine's record of Amazing. top try scorers. So. I think this um, Rus Rabbit side are just phenomenal to watch. I think last year and the year before, they've always been like a left-hand side, dominant side on attack, yes. but now they've been able to sort of work the right-hand side a little bit more. They've shown that they've got more um, uh, weapons in the duffel bag. Um, they're very scary to watch when they get a roll on. Their forwards are doing a great job, and I think, yeah, they, they definitely deserve to have that favourite tag for the minor premiership right now. Absolutely. Uh, we've just got a text in as well here. Um, uh, Stephen, it's from Doug. He says, uh, hi, Dean. Hi, Ben. Awesome show. League talk. I think New South Wales will go to Brizzy and lose origin because Billy Slater, the coach, is a different generation from Freddie, the coach, and league has moved on when it comes uh, to origin. Best league in the world. What do you make of that? Yeah, I think um, those comments are fair. Obviously, um, Billy Slater was a very uh, integral part of that Queensland uh, eight-in-a-row series victories. Um They've got also, you know, Cameron Smith and, and Jonathan Thurston as part of that coaching squad as well. Um, I, look, sometimes I think, um, you know, and I'm a Blues fan, I think sometimes Freddie tries to outthink the room a little bit too much, yeah. tries to be a little bit too cutesy with some of the selections. And I think when you when you watch that Queensland side on, on Wednesday, although they didn't play at their very best, they still got the job done. And I think that's what makes Queensland such a good side to watch. Um, it pains me to say that as, as well, but I think, you know, it's going to be a tough ask to um, for the Blues to go up to Suncorp Stadium and get that win. But um, I'd like the, the Blues to level the series because I've got tickets to Origin 3. So um, I want to see, a, I don't want to see a dead rubber. So Did I've you, got a little bit of personal interest in game two. You just say you've got tickets to Origin 3, Stephen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. boy. Okay. Well, look, oh. mate. Let me ask you this then: the, there's going to be a forced change in that Blues side. Nathan Cleary has done his hammy. He's going to be out. You know what hammies are like? At least three to four weeks. He won't be in the next one. Mm. Nico Hines comes straight in. I I definitely agree. I think um, he's you know the the Delhi medalist for a reason. I think he's one of the the brightest talents we've got. You know he's come out and shown that he can sort of play in those big games. Uh, and there's been a little bit of talk about how um, should be Adam Reynolds and Cody Walker because you know Adam Reynolds is playing at Suncorp Stadium every second week or pretty much every week now that he plays for the Broncos and they don't play any away games. Um, but uh, you know 
he wouldn't have any any worries um, getting a side around and playing up there. And I think you know that's a very valid point. He's got the experience. You know, he didn't have um, a very successful uh, campaign in Origin when he was wearing the sky blue jersey. But um, look, I think Nico Hines next man up. He's sort of been in and around there. He's just frothing at the bit to get out there. And I think if he he leads that team, um, I think he'll be he'll be able to do a good job. Obviously, he's known Nathan Cleary. Nathan Cleary's um, to me he's probably the best footballer in the world at the moment. Mm. But um, Nico Hines isn't that far off in that seven jersey. Boy, that's a good call about Adam Reynolds, though. You are right, and he is playing spectacularly well at the moment. He's he's a form player. He knows Suncorp inside out. Do you think he might be brought into the squad as well? Maybe like, you know, 18th man, 14th, something like that? Yeah, I think there's a possibility. I think, um, you know, like sort of, you know, like we sort of saying, how he's been playing at Suncorp the last 18 months, he knows it inside out. Mm. Um, he's been getting better. His kicking game's fantastic, and if he can sort of kick kick to death those Queenslanders and turn them around and, and force some errors and force a bit of pressure, I think it's going to only be good for him. But, um, look, I'd be happy whether it's going to be him or Hines. I think they're both good enough to take that reign. But um, all the talk's been about Hines over the last, you know, 12 months and where he should be there. And I think he's exactly where he needs to be right now. And I think um, cometh the man, cometh the hour. So what what better pressure to come up in a, in a game two? Um, Freddie's never lost a game two. So, they, you know, oh, the right? stats are on New South Wales side. So it should be a goodie. <laughs> wow. Any, would you make any other changes? I know they were looking at the fours as well, Tavita Pangai Jr. Uh, would you keep the, them all the same? Oh, I think um, if uh, Jake Trevojevic is fit, he'd be coming in for uh, Tavita Pangai Jr. Mm. Uh, I just think they need a little bit more um, solid foundation um, up front, and obviously he can play um, 10 or 13 as well, so it sort of helps the sort of mobility of that blue side. Um, if if we're not going to be able to have uh, Tom Trevojevic in the centres due to that um, stand down, he won't be able to play again before Origin 2. I'll be making sure that Campbell Graham gets a run either at uh, centre or on the wing, so He's, um, he's got to be the next man up for me as well in that in that instance. Another good call. Yeah, he's been playing the house down Campbell Graham for the Rabbitohs. He's been fantastic. Yeah, and I think um, obviously he's been uh, around that sternum injury. He's been needled up every every other week <laughs> to play. But if I think he's ready to roll, then just bloody unleash him because he's been fantastic. Yeah, they love their needles in the NRL. Look, and also surely for game two, they, they ditch that shirt. They go back to the sky blue shirt, surely. Yeah, I think it's going to be sky blue for now. And I think I read something uh, a couple of days ago that they've confirmed they'll wear a sky blue for every single game in 2024 as well. So Good. I think that dark blue experiment's gone. I know it worked for them in Perth a few years ago where they racked up about 40-odd points. But, um, look, I'm a fan of it. I think it looks nice. But um, look, they're traditionally sky blue, and that's the colour they should be wearing. Yeah, damn straight. Hey, Stephen, uh, before you go, I'll, I'll give you one prediction for this weekend. We've got the Raiders taking on the Warriors over there. Which way do you see it? going oh look I'm a massive Jared Croker fan you know and he's playing his 300th game Freddie obviously rested him this weekend yeah. um, to make sure that he was playing his 300th game at home which is a pretty uh, phenomenal feat for some guy who looked like he wasn't even going to get there after uh, stalling and playing a lot of New South Wales Cup over mm. the last 12 months I think um, these two teams are very similar um, very uh Nuggety, um, they can you know rely on their halves to get the job done, but the Fords are really really niggly. I think um, the Raiders have probably got a little bit more niggle in them, so it depends if the Warriors can uh, get sucked into that or not. But if they can play their own footy, I don't see why the Warriors can go over there and uh, for golden golden point win. Sean Johnson field goal, you reckon? <laughs> no, no, I, I'm thinking Croker 300 outweighs the Sean Johnson golden point winner. <laughs> 
I think it's going to be the game of the round anyway. I yeah. think it's going to be really, really good watching. I think it's going to be a cracker. Hey, uh, Stephen, as always, mate, it's been a great pleasure talking with you and have a, have a great week. Awesome, mate. Thank you very much. Enjoy the footy.